0: Hello and welcome back to Four Worlds Torah, digging for treasures in the Torah, treasures that matter for our lives and for the world. I'm Rabbi Charna Rosenholz and Rabbi Shoshana will not be with us today. Um, She's dealing with a family emergency, but she sends her blessings to all. This week, we are exploring the last Parsha in the book of Numbers, which is called Ma'asei means journeys. So we're going to take a look at Numbers, chapter 33, verse 1 and 2. These were the journeys of the Israelites who started out from the land of Egypt in their tribal bands by the hand of Moses and Aaron tov Moshe et motza ehem al pi Adonai masehem le ehem. Moses recorded the springing forth and breaking camp as directed by the mouth of the Yod Vavhe Vav principle. These journeys that spring forth were as follows. And so we have this sense that this the Hebrew tells us in Moza Ahem that that word means an act or place of going out or forth, um, coming from source, a spring, and that Lamas is a pulling up, a breaking camp, a setting out on the journey. Now, if we were to look at every single place that is named that the Israelites camp, we would find that there are 42 stations, 42 places that they stopped. And the Baal Shem Tov, the great founder of the Hasidic movement, wrote about these 42 stations as psycho-spiritual journeys. It was also written of by Shneur Zaman of Liadi and a modern renewal rabbi, Rabbi David Zaslow of Oregon, has actually put a book out about these 42 mystical journeys. Here's something that uh, Rabbi Israel Baal Shem Tov, uh, the, the Beisht, he's often called, something put forth by his grandson in 1810. He talked about how these 42 Two journeys explain that the 42 journeys of the children of Israel in the desert, these psycho-spiritual states exist in the life of every human being from the moment of birth until the day of death. When a person is born and leaves the womb, that corresponds to the exodus from Egypt as if that going through the sea is like the birth canal. And they are on these journeys until they reach the end of their life. In other words, it corresponds moving from constricted consciousness to expanded consciousness. The premise here is that the Holy Blessed One, the creator, desires of us that we expand our consciousness, that we allow whatever exists in our potential to come forth. And this happens through a series of tests in life. Life kind of grinds, is the grist for the mill of our becoming. The journeys that are recorded in the Torah are here to teach us how all the journeys had a spark of hidden light in them, and it was up to each individual or the collective on how they met the challenges. This would determine whether or not they flourished at that particular stop, or they succumbed to the challenges and stayed in limited consciousness. We know from the story many times they ended up in that limited consciousness. Through grumbling or complaining or not being satisfied or challenging leadership, there were so many different ways the Book of Numbers explicates for us how it is we limit ourselves through our own complaining nature, through our own lack of being present enough in the moment to see the gift in our challenges. The Besh grandson wrote Moses wrote down the supernal significance of each journey from the mother's womb until the land of life, so that each person should know the path to follow according to God's word. And so I thought we might take two of those stations, take a look at them, and see what is the deep medicine or message within them that will help us grow. So let's start with the fourth station on the journey. This is just before they went Across the sea before the the sea parted and they were able to move through. This is in Beshalach, Beshalach Exodus fourteen, verse two. Deber el bnei Yisrael ve'yashuvu ve'yachanu lifnei pi ha'chirot bein <speaking> midol u'vein hayom <Hebrew> lifnei ba'al sefon nikhao tachanu al hayam. Speak to the children of Israel, return, turn back, and camp before the mouth of freedom, between the tower and the sea, before the master of hiddenness. You shall encamp facing it by the sea. There is so much to unpack in this sentence. We don't really have time for that today. But there they were at the mouth of freedom. P. wrote at the mouth of freedom, and the first thing they're told to do is not to keep going, but to turn back. To turn back, um, and then it says, um, you know, between the sea, uh, between the tower and the sea, um, before Baal Tzafon, in order uh, to express that which is hidden. Turn back to move forward. Begin the spring of the oscillatory motion of pulling back so that you can spring forward even farther than you were. Um, This is a very important place. You are here set between places, between the sea feminine, the tower, masculine, if you will. These poles are set, and the space between is the place where the new consciousness will emerge. This clue and key to honoring oscillatory motion is something I want to talk about for a moment. The oscillatory move of this journey to where you are, move back, return, turn back, move forth. This movement back and forth at a regular speed is the definition of oscillation. and one of the things we're doing, and remember last week, we heard the importance from the daughters of moving out of complacency, of how do you move from shadow to light? Each of these stations, often something shadowy, dark, difficult, was explored in order to do this work of moving in, moving back, springing in forward towards the light. I wanna say something about how important this oscillatory movement is. It exists in the cosmos, and it also exists within our brains. A 2019 research paper posted in the frontiers of psychology explores neural oscillations in the human brain. It discusses the role of movement as a frame for consciousness, something that, of course, the Daughters of slofakhad taught us, again, referred to episode 24, for more information on that, the journal reports that oscillatory brain mechanisms, this which is part of the brain's pulse, um, that this movement, uh, this this move, movement into um, this movement allows the dynamic of brain electricity and neural networking to take forth. There's this oscillation, pulse forward, back, forward, back. The pulse of back and forth is essential. To consciousness. Think about it. Our lives navigate amid conscious and unconscious conditions of perception. Most of our life, we are living from our unconscious mind. Arne Mindell reminds us it's important to dream ourselves awake. Dreams exist in the unconscious and propel us forward. We are creatures of habit and biological drives. Learning how to chart, to draw out uncharted territory of our potential of our unconscious mind. This is part of our journey as human beings. Learning how to make the unconscious conscious is a key part of the spiritual journey. For example, you are probably unconscious of the exchange of oxygen, carbon dioxide that is occurring as you hear this podcast. Yet, if you attune to it and bring it into conscious awareness, then you can perceive this essential body function. What was unconscious is now conscious. You are now in relationship with your breath, the very breath which God breathes into you. We do have the ability to bring our perception wherever we intend. What we intend is part of our creative process. Intention and focus is how we break our patterns. Allowing ourselves to move back and spring forth, this oscillation between the poles of known and unknown is an essential ingredient to moving beyond the habitual. As we move between polarities, we explore the boundaries of what we understand, and we we can glimpse into our maps of how we imagine the world. This oscillation is the mechanism we employ to access and draw out the unrealized aspects of our mind, things we bring forth from the dark and into the light. We contact this part of ourselves through daydreaming, night dreams, meditation, the arts. We connect it through, we can contact it through Four Worlds Torah study, looking at sacred texts from a variety of points of view. The 32nd, and this. Um, this setting of up this oscillatory motion, of course, was essential in order for them to go into the birth canal, because that's the very next thing that happened on their journey. Let's fast forward to the 32nd station on the journey, the Wilderness of Zin at Kadesh. It is said that we stayed at that particular station for 19 years, you know, for, for 19 years we were there, because there... After the let's call it the madness of um, you know the golden calf and the beginning of the uh, of the practices that centered around the Mishkan, that that wilderness of Zine et Kadesh, within the wilderness, within the unknown Kadesh, which is connected to holiness, they had to absorb that holiness. And the absorption of that holiness was going to be essential. For the rest of their journey, these 42 journeys allow us to align our lives to the compass of a higher rhythm. They actually create a strategy that can ride and tap into the natural rhythms and allow us to face our challenges in a way that provides spiritual growth. These journeys are a template for the tasks that guide us toward our highest potential, our capacity for developing our consciousness. If we are but Salem Elohim in the image of the creative force of all life, then our capacity to grow is endless. These stations are important landmarks or psychological growth points that map our that map out forward movement in our becoming. After all, it is not about getting there. It is about allowing ourselves to continue to become, to unfold our personal power, To align with something that is loving and beautiful. It takes effort, a willingness to look at our irritations, our shadow behaviors, our difficult relationships, our challenging moments, our gripes, our complaints, to explore them, to let them become leverage points to crack open our growth. Because that is what God asks of us to grow, to become, to allow our potential to be brought forth all for the sake of relationship. The book of numbers, the speaking, uh, the, the learning how to be in right relationship to our speech, because it will always come down to relationships, love, and our own personal growth. So, as we leave this book of numbers, what I often find, fondly call the book of complaining, may we. Allow our complaints to not be places we stay stuck. Let us allow the movement that they invite us toward to allow them to explore our irritations to see what is really possible for us. What do I have to move past this? How can I grow? How can I celebrate the possibilities that exist for me in this beautiful, beautiful, difficult yet beautiful world? shabbat shalom to everybody may you have an amazing shabbos and uh, we'll talk soon bye bye